welcome to Postscript, the American Society for Pharmacy Laws podcast. My name is Henry Hine, and I'll be your host here today. The American Society for Pharmacy Law, ASPL, has an annual conference every fall entitled Developments in Pharmacy Law. We focus with presenters, experts, and speakers providing the latest and most important developments in pharmacy law each and every year. This year, we have over two dozen speakers coming to the conference. The conference is being held in San Antonio, Texas. It's November 2nd through 5th. All are welcome. This year's featured speakers are Arkansas Lieutenant Governor Leslie Rutledge and Al Carter, Executive Director of the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy. Attendees to our conference can get up to 15 hours of CE for pharmacy, up to 15 hours of CE for law, and if you need both, you can get full 15 for both of those, law and pharmacy. Registration for the conference is available at ASPL.org. In this podcast series, we feature a few of the conference speakers with two main goals in mind. First, we'd like to give them an opportunity to enlarge upon their background a little bit more than you might see uh, in the agenda for the conference as to where they are in their career now and then separately how they got there. Then we'd like to go in and just do a little bit, tiny little bit, tidbit of their presentation and move along from that direction. So today, we are honored to have uh, Jen Adams with us as our guest here. Jen will be presenting this year. Jen, are you here? I'm here. All righty. Um, Jen, again, before we jump in and talk about um, your presentation, um, just give us a little bit back. Where are you now in your career? So my name's Jen Adams, and I'm the Associate Dean of Academic Affairs at the College of Pharmacy at Idaho State University. We have three campuses. I'm on our Meridian campus, which is in the Boise area for folks who are familiar with Idaho. I'm also an associate professor here at the college, and I teach pharmacy law to both pharmacy students that are learning how to become pharmacists and clinical psychopharmacologists that are learning how to be psychologists who can prescribe. Idaho is one of five states that allows psychologist prescribing if they have this additional degree, and I have the opportunity to be able to teach in that program as well as in the Farm Deeper. Wow. How did you end up being an associate dean here? I started out, I'm an Idaho girl born and raised, and I went to Boise State for undergrad, Idaho State for pharmacy school, and then I moved to Washington, D.C., and I worked for the American Pharmacists Association for a handful of years, and then I also worked at the American Association of Colleges of Pharmacy. While I was there, I earned a doctorate in education um, from the George Washington University at AACP. And I worked for all the pharmacy schools for about 10 years and decided that it might be better to just work for one instead of all of them. So my dean uh, or my associate dean, um, who was then the dean, convinced me that I needed to come back to my alma mater and work at Idaho State as our Associate Dean for Academic Affairs. And in figuring out where did I fit in terms of what I wanted to teach, I had been involved so much in advocacy at both APHA, the American Pharmacists Association, and at the American Association of Colleges of Pharmacy. And so it just seemed like a natural fit to teach pharmacy law. I also teach healthcare systems. 
and I have an elective course in pharmacy leadership and advocacy. Wow, that's that's a great path, um, unique as as many of them are. We've got pharmacists and attorneys, and then pharmacist attorneys in the organization, and it's always good to hear. So this was go off to Washington D.C. and then come home. <laughs> that's yeah. that's really neat. I appreciate that. Let let's move on. Um, you're coming this year and you're talking about prescriptive authority with pharmacists. And what is the title of your presentation? It's Empowering Pharmacists, the Continuum of Prescriptive Authority. And so continuum, uh, what do we mean by that? As you know, and as I think most of the attendees know, uh, pharmacy practice in each state is regulated just a little bit differently. We have some states that allow collaborative practice in a pretty restrictive way at the, you know, patient-specific level. So a physician is delegating their authority to prescribe to a pharmacist in a specific patient situation. So that's kind of the most restrictive. And that goes from there all the way to the other end of the continuum where we have pharmacists in my state of Idaho who are prescribing and we have no restrictions. So pharmacists in Idaho can prescribe any medication for any condition. So very similar level practice authority to an independent nurse practitioner. So a varied continuum there from things that are more restrictive to things that are less restrictive. And the attendees of this meeting, whether they're a lawyer who's representing a client or representing a company that wants to engage in these type of services, or whether they're a member of a board of pharmacy that you know, thinking about how do we regulate our pharmacists and how do we allow for these services in a way that still protects the public. Or for the people like me that are pharmacy educators, because there are a handful of us that attend the meeting, what are these allowances? What are these different regulatory models that support these types of services? And how would I want to teach it? How would I want to represent somebody in this arena? Or how would I want to regulate somebody in this arena? And we hope um, my colleagues and I, because it's not just me presenting, we have um, Nikki Chopsky, who is the executive director of the Idaho Board of Pharmacy. She's also the, I'm probably going to get her title wrong, but she's the deputy director of the Division of Occupational and Professional Licensure, where she oversees all the health licensing boards for the state of Idaho. And then um, my other colleague is Dr. Jeff Maceros, who is a pharmacist and an attorney. And he's from the state of Florida, which does allow for some independent prescribing, but in a very different model than what we have in Idaho. So he's going to speak to that perspective. And then Nikki and I will talk a little bit more of the less restrictive end of things um, to hopefully help all of those different types of attendees from their perspective of what they might want to learn as it relates to pharmacists prescribing. Wow, it's re- really good. Um, th- so I'm, if I'm understanding the continuum is talking about the continuum across the different states, the different entities on how they handle prescriptive authority, I can tell you, uh, I, this is a side piece, but I graduated pharmacy school back in the 70s, and we were talking about prescriptive authority. <laughs> so, you know, that's not the continuum. You're not talking about over time. You're talking about across the states. Yeah. Really exciting to hear that we're going to hear what you guys are doing up in Idaho there and 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 feel and you know field the questions and yes we do have pharmacy educators that do come and we always have breakout sessions for the educators actually that's really good that sounds great 
because it's an ongoing issue, especially it kind of exploded with the vaccines coming. And great. That's really good that you're coming and doing that. Things like test to treat, we're starting to see more states where as long as a pharmacist administers a CLIA wave test and has a result, they can then prescribe based on the results of those tests. We're seeing that in a handful of states. And so we're really starting to see that across the states, there is more of a movement towards um, at least some level of independent prescribing from pharmacists. And so I think it will be really helpful. And, and honestly, I'm honored as a pharmacy educator to be able to present a topic to the entire group. Um, sometimes as pharmacy educators, we end up only in the educator's track. So I'm pretty excited from an educator side of things. And of course, there will be active learning. I'm just going to throw that out. (laughs) (laughs) People will have to engage and participate as part of the session because, you know, I'm an educator at heart. I can't help it. But we're going to we're going to try to make sure that we tailor it to the some of the different perspectives of the different stakeholders that will be in the room. That is really good. Yep. Try to know your audience and and help your audience out. And and so let's move along here. In fact, in an area, you know, would you like to give your contact information if somebody has any follow-up questions or something about, you know, how it works in your state or how, you know, one might want to teach it or, you know, whatever fits your background? I don't know if you'd like to give out, I don't know if you have LinkedIn or emails, phone numbers, um, any contact information that you'd like to give out. I think probably the easiest is maybe email. My email is jenadams, J-E-N-A-D-A-M-S at isu.edu. So pretty easy and would be happy if folks want to reach out to me if it's, you know, on a board of pharmacy side of things, you know, members of the board I know attend, but of various boards attend the meeting and they want to talk more about various different regulatory models that exist out there. I'm happy to to do that. I'm also potentially happy to help do some consulting um, with legal counsel that might be representing folks. So, you know, I I would love it if folks wanted to reach out to learn a little bit more about this topic. We've had this level of authority where we are right now for just a, a short period of time, just a little over a year, but we've had a lot of independent prescribing in our state now for more than a decade. And so happy to share what we've learned along the way. That is great. We're really honored that you're coming on down to the uh conference and honored to have you come on board here with the podcast today. So we thank you for doing that. And let me thank our listeners to uh, PostScript, the American Society for Pharmacy Law's uh, podcast here. Again, our fall conference, Developments in Pharmacy Law, is November 2nd through 5th, uh, San Antonio, Texas. To see the agenda of the conference and or register for the conference, please go to ASPL.org. This is Henry Hine your host, and we thank you for listening.